Welcome to Truth and Liberty. Thank you for joining our daily live call-in broadcast where trusted leaders bring biblical insights to the issues and you can call in and get your questions answered in real time. According to the Bible, it's the truth you know that sets you free. So call in today to get answers, information, and resources to help you stand for truth and effect godly change in our nation and the world. And now here's your host, Andrew Womack. Hello and welcome to our Wednesday Truth and Liberty Live call-in show. I'm Andrew Womack and today we've got a very special program. I tell you, you're going to be blessed by this. I saw a movie just on Monday and it touched me so much that uh, we've arranged for one of the parents involved in this movie to be with us today and she's here with us live and in uh, studio. And anyway, I'm going to introduce her a little bit more in just a few minutes. But real quickly, let me just mention that for the first 30 minutes, we're going to be just talking here. But after that, we'll take a 90 second break and then we're going to take your questions. So if you'd like to call and if you'd like to talk directly to our guest, you can call 719-619-2341 and uh, we'll put you on the air and uh, let you talk and take your questions. Also, let me tell you that we've got the Heart of Christmas coming up on December the 8th through the 10th. And this is, I think, the eighth or the ninth year that we've been doing this. And we've had people come from all over the United States once they're exposed to this. It's really a class musical and um, it's a Christmas tradition. I wouldn't miss it for anything. I go to every single performance. And then we have our uh, campus lit up. It is just absolutely beautiful. Plus we have a craft fair our market that's in our uh, barn, and it is just a special time. So that's December the 8th through the 10th. You can go online and register and get tickets online. And then the very next week, we have a live nativity where once again, our place is lit up and you can drive through and we give you a hot chocolate and we have camels, horses, pigs, goats, uh, sheep, and stuff outside, then inside behind our glass walls, we have a LED screen with the uh, Bethlehem background and then all of the actors inside trying to keep them warm. We put the animals out in the cold. But anyway, it's a great thing and it's just a drive-through thing that you get to come to and it would really be good. Also, let me mention that you can go to truthandliberty.net and we have so much material. We have a daily news feed that we take news from all the different sources and combine it right there so you don't have to go to all of those places. We've got all kinds of uh, information on there. You can register to vote. It'll help you decide which way to vote. And we've just got a lot of resources on there. And I encourage you to check that out at truthandliberty.net. And we do need people to be partners with us. We have uh, these programs every single day. We put out millions of voter guides trying to influence what's going on here in Colorado. And uh, we have, I think it's seven uh, people that are on staff just for Truth and Liberty. And so if you would like to be a partner with us, you can go to truthandliberty.net slash donate. And there's a place we're asking for people to uh, give an automatic $5 or more withdrawal per month. And that'll make you a member of Truth and Liberty, and that's how we fund all of this. So uh, thank you for joining us. And today, I'm going to introduce our guest by first of all, playing just a little short trailer, just a part of a movie. This is a trailer for a movie that I just saw on Monday, and I was so blessed that I 
asked if we could get some of them on, on the set. So let's watch this trailer and then I'll be right back. I kind of realize now that I had been indoctrinated myself into thinking that this could be real. I was a product of the society we live in now where everyone thinks that this is completely normal, that people can be any gender they want. And in that very moment, I thought potentially she could be transgender. You can choose to be a boy, a girl, neither or both. The pronoun question is a direct attack on the nature of creation and the nature of God. We set them up and say, if you don't go down this path, you're gonna commit suicide. That's affirming a person in their suicidal ideation, but somehow in this context, it's okay. They're in middle school, it's, it's, a, it's a hellish environment for them, they're trying to figure out, they wanna be liked, they wanna be accepted, and they go to the school counselor who says, uh, I have a place where you, I know you're going to be accepted, and it's the Gay and Lesbian Student Alliance. Because if we don't deal with this, we're going to lose our country, we're going to lose our freedoms, we're going to lose our families, uh, we're going to lose everything. My number one advice to parents is get your kids out of public schools. They're not safe. Wow, that's quite the introduction. And we have with us today, Erin Lee, and she is the parent that was in this movie and her husband, they were just so candid. And I tell you, Erin, I was so touched by the way that you guys made yourself vulnerable, like you admitting that maybe you had become a part of this society and stuff. And, and to see what you went through and stuff, it's just, I'm really blessed to see your courage standing up. And let me just say that she told me today when she came in that she was just fired from her job because of all of this that she's doing. And so uh, you're paying a price, but mm -hmm. it's worth it. Absolutely worth it. So I know that the trailer just gave a real brief introduction. Would you tell the people what happened to you and just kind of summarize it? Yeah, I'll try to give you a Cliff Notes version because it's, it's a lot yeah. <laughs> that we've been through. But uh, May of 2021, my little girl had just turned 12. We just moved to a new town in Northern Colorado. It was the height of COVID protocol. And uh, she was invited by her art teacher to stay after school for art club. But when she got there, it was actually Gender and Sexuality Awareness Club, or GSA. And they had invited in this outside activist who did just really unthinkable things with the kids. She talked about who they're attracted to. She gave them terms saying, if you're not completely comfortable in your biological sex, that means you're transgender. And if you're not sure who you're sexually attracted to, that means you're queer. This is a term you can use. She talked about puberty blockers, polyamory, suicide. She told the kids that these new labels she'd just given them <laughs> makes them more likely to kill themselves. She told them parents might not be safe, that it's okay to lie about where they are when they attend these meetings. Wow. And of course my daughter identified with being uncomfortable in her newly 12 year old body. She's a shy introverted kid and she very quickly adopted that label. Um, and as she was leaving the room that day, her art teacher pulled her aside and said, remember, you don't have to tell your parents about this. And so- now, Had your daughter ever had any problems with uh, this kind of stuff before? Never. So in just a brief period of time, a few hours, mm -hmm. 
They capitalized on where she was and turned her? Absolutely. I think they pinpointed her as one of the most vulnerable children. She was actually approached on the bleachers at the end of the day, unsolicited by this teacher, to say, hey, do you want to stay after school for this club? You can make some friends. It's an art club. And she was eager and you know longing to make connection with kids her age. She was just very vulnerable. And I think they cherry-picked her because she was so visibly vulnerable and such an easy target. For this so did it idea. take a while for her to come around to this or did it happen just in that one? Just in that one meeting. She came home, she told us she was transgender. She gave us, she was given toys and stickers and bracelets and she showed us the flag that she was given and we said, does this represent you? And she said, yeah, I'm, I get it now why I'm uncomfortable in my body, I'm transgender. Wow. And really fell into it. Um, and you know, we as parents were caught off guard. We were ill-equipped to have conversations with her about it. We didn't understand it, and we now understand the school intentionally left us in the dark. And, and essentially, I think we made things worse by not knowing how to address it, and by at first ignoring it and kind of hoping it would go away and she would realize it doesn't fit, and she just fell deeper and deeper into this. So identity. did you get any support when you went and told the principal about it and tried to get some help? What, what Not was at all. No, in fact, um, we contacted the principal the next day. We didn't let her go back to school. You know, Dad actually made that decision that there's no That's way I'm Good. putting my little girl back in that in harm's way. Um, we called the principal. He actually came to our home to have a conversation and we thought, oh, it's a small town. Maybe that's how we do things here. It was in lieu of a CPS or a Child Protective Services well child check. So he was coming to check up on you and find something to use against you? Exactly. To make sure we weren't abusing our kids. And I firmly believe in Colorado where we live, if my daughter had said, you know, my parents aren't affirming my transgender identity, I think they would have removed her and potentially my younger kids from the home. Wow. It's really scary to so think. So you got a, how many kids all together? Three. Three from and this was three all the oldest? way to 14. This was our daughter, our oldest. Yeah, we got two younger boys. And it just, you know, it, we were attacked. And based on the movie, as you continued to progress and even went to the superintendent and stuff, you found out that they actually had hired LGBT people specifically to get this into the school system. Yeah, they had already had a plan to hire new diversity, equity, inclusion staff, including an LGBTQ coordinator who makes about double what a teacher makes in the district. But what they did to appease us was say that this was their solution. That, oh, I'm so sorry we invited in this outside party who did this to your daughter, we'll bring it in house. We'll just hire our own LGBTQ person. who, And she has it in her job description to coach students and do these gender support plans, which are essentially secret transition plans of children. And I've found evidence of them happening without parents even knowing. And even after parents had found out and said, stop doing that with my child, the school district continues to transition elementary children. So it's, it's a much larger agenda than just this art club that we happened upon. And we've learned people have been quieted and gaslit into not talking about it. Did any other parents stand up with you? So they have. We had, um, since going public, four other families just in that art club alone came forward. And it was all the same story, 12-year-old little girls. All of them became terribly confused. And all of them, including our daughter, became suicidal as a result of that confusion and being told that these labels make them suicidal. Well, you know, having seen the movie, there is so much that you're skipping over that uh, I, I, so anyway, I would like to recommend anybody watching this that we now have this movie on our website, artclubmovie.com, mm -hmm. and you can go view the whole thing. And I think all you have to do is just give an email address. Mm -hmm. There's no charge to it, things like that. And so I'd encourage you to go get it uh, because there's so much that we aren't able to go into. Yeah. 
But as you continued to deal with this, man, you went to the school authorities, you went to counselors, and uh, you called the police. Called the police. The police couldn't do anything for you, but at least yeah. they encouraged you to get loud, is what you said. We were lucky to get a really understanding officer at the sheriff's department who held, who handled child sex crimes. And he said, Aaron, I can't find a loophole where, the, where we could go after them for what they've done, but that doesn't mean it's okay. It's definitely wrong, and you need to warn other parents so that it just doesn't happen to more children. And, and we heeded that advice. We, we got loud, and with the permission of our daughter, we got loud. So about a year after the incident, it was a year of darkness for our family. It so really when was. you begin to really speak out, that wasn't clear to me in the movie. Mm -hmm. did, was it after you had worked through all these things with right. your daughter for nine months or a year? Right. Or did you get, when did you get loud? After your daughter had kind of come around? So I spoke up at our local school board meeting four days after the incident. Um, and I think we referenced it in the movie. I was scared. I'd never, I, I couldn't have told you my school board members' names. I, I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew that someone needed to listen to me. I needed answers about what had happened. And they, they tried to gaslight us. They tried to appease us. We tried very carefully to work with them privately and not, you know, blow it up as big as it's become while working our daughter through the confusion and the depression that resulted from the confusion. How did your daughter respond to you when, uh, well, first of all, I don't think you just totally rejected what she said for a while. Right. You were trying to just affirm or not affirm her decision, but show that you cared for her. So how did she respond? How long was it before you really opened up. Yeah, we talk about it in the movie, and that's not something I'd have the opportunity to really talk about, but we did. I, I was prior, you know, pretty progressive leaning and had a great relationship with my daughter, and I didn't want to make her feel shame. I didn't want to alienate her. I didn't want her to think that she couldn't come to me with absolutely everything, and so I was really careful about how I approached it. I wasn't immediately like, that, that's not fitting for you. You're not transgender. We're not doing I'm that. I'm not sure I'd have been that nice. I know. And, and, and <laughs> the, well, so the day after it happened, I looked at my husband and I said, I'm, I'm going to burn it all down. And he said, yeah, I'm going to get the gasoline. <laughs> and so we knew we were going to shake some, you know, shake some trees and ruffle some feathers. But um, yeah, we... Let me go back to something you said. You said you were pretty progressive. Mm -hmm. Apparently now you aren't. I'm not. I'm definitely hold more conservative values now. So, man, that's amazing to me. So how, yeah. was it just because it touched you and it came home and your daughter and yeah. you knew that this wasn't for her, that's what changed your family. Absolutely. I went to university in 2005. I studied education at a public school and I went in with pretty conservative values and good morals and, but I came out, you know, feeling like I had to virtue signal. Like, you know, my mm -hmm. kindness and compassion had been pandered to and I had been reprogrammed to think that if you don't go along with all of these LGBTQ issues, you're a bigot and you're hateful and you're unkind and I didn't want to be unkind and so I, I was one of those people like most people of my generation who virtue signaled that they're okay with all of it um, and then it struck home and I realized how deceptive the whole LGBTQ you know radical movement is and I started to do research and dig into how did this from what end or you know from where and to what end and I realized just how scary the agenda is and how dangerous it is, it is for people like me to buy into it and to go along with it. So how long before your daughter began to start kind of coming back around to being who she was supposed to be? It was really about nine months and we went through some really dark times after taking her to counseling which and we talk about it in the movie but what would any parent do in that situation who doesn't have the tools to have these conversations? You seek professional help. And we learned the hard way that in Colorado, they're legally obligated to go along with it. 
Yeah, there's you, an anti-key you have version to therapy, affirm though. their decision. You do, and we didn't understand that, but my daughter had been taught that. In art club, she was taught about the bills that allow her to pursue mental health care without telling us to be prescribed, um, that they can only affirm her, and so she knew going into those therapy sessions what they could and could not do. So did they prime her that if anybody rejects this, it's gonna cause suicide? Did they plant mm -hmm. those thoughts? Right, early on in the art club that parents might not be affirming, they might not go along with it, you don't have to tell them, and parents not supporting you in your new identity can make you sad, can make you depressed and suicidal, and so they did, they planted those seeds. And did you have to deal with thoughts that your daughter might commit suicide? She left us a suicide note. Um, this happened in May, she got progressively worse. We took her to two therapists. The first one was queer and trans affirming. The second one, I know, Mercy. was faith-based. But because of these laws, she was not allowed to address the issue head on. And it just exacerbated our daughter's confusion. So your spiritual condition when all of this happened, I know that in the video or in the movie, your husband said that he wasn't raised with hardly any religious background, but right. where were y'all spiritually when all this happened? You know, I was raised Methodist and I was a pretty lazy Christian um, going into college and then coming out, I would as, would be what you call a creaster, right? You go to church with your parents on Christmas and Easter, but you're not reading your Bible. You're not covering your kids in the word. You're not, you don't feel protected by the blood of Jesus. I was just doing my own thing. And, um, you know, this really led us back, our whole family. It led my husband to God. It led my kids to a good place spiritually. And um, it's- So were you all born again, you think, before this or? Absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, was it before this happened you were born no, again, no. or was it since then? It was since then. Wow. It was definitely since and then. And you've had quite a transformation yourself. Absolutely, yeah. And so this policeman told you to get loud. What did you start doing? <laughs> so I, I reached out to Alex Newman, who's the journalist mm -hmm. in our film that shared our story. He's a family friend, a friend of a family member. And he said, you know, Aaron, this is a big deal and you ought to be prepared because if I share this publicly, it's gonna blow up. I thought, oh, okay, yeah. I've never heard of you before. Okay, we'll see. And it did. It, I now understand why it blew up, not just because it's shocking, but because there are so many families who have been through what we've been through and they're afraid to talk about it. And so it resonates with way more households than I think anyone realizes. Um, but we, we went everywhere. I've got booked on Tucker, on Glenn Beck, on you know Daily Wire. Um, we really did a lot of media and it was scary. I was just a mom <laughs> who yeah. was just trying to sound the alarm on what's happening. Well, there's a price to pay for speaking out. And I know why some of them don't do it. Cause you know, I've had to speak out and I've been threatened to be arrested. We've mm -hmm. been sued by the governor twice and, and nobody likes to go through that. My wife came to me and says, I hate this. And I said, I do too, but what am I gonna do? Yeah. Bow down to them? Yeah. You've got to stand up or they'll continue to do it. Well, and I was telling you earlier, the thing I've been persecuted for the most is my faith. It's not that I'm a mom speaking out against transgenderism. It's that I, I'm speaking through my, my biblical worldview that I've you know, come to, to see this whole agenda through. And so I've been, last time I did Truth and Liberty with Richard Harris, Antifa, some journalists that are with Antifa ties came after me and called us Christian extremists and you know, used a quote that was, God is really using them <laughs> to spread the word. And they thought that that was gonna you know, work against me, which I took it as a compliment. Well, well, I thank you for sticking with <laughs> us and not forsaking us because of that. But I guess you're used to getting persecuted to for it. what you say. Yeah. Wow, I understand why parents don't So is forward. it only progressive people that have criticized you or have you had even Christians 
that may agree with your view, but they believe you're supposed to be quiet? What's Yeah. You know? I have been canceled from, I was booked for a Republican Lincoln Day dinner as their keynote speaker and I was canceled um, on the Western Slope in Colorado for being too controversial. Mm. Um, our movie premiere, I believe we were initially canceled from the venue for being too controversial and it's, it's not controversial. Mm. It's, you know. And let me just say for those watching that if you go see the movie, her and her husband were just so, I mean, they didn't come out mad. They didn't condemn anybody. They were just sharing, this is what's happened to us. We didn't know what to do. And uh, it's not, you hadn't done anything that's wrong. And there's no reason that anybody ought to be critical of what you've done. Yeah, I, well, I don't think so. And I was also saying to you that people say, well, aren't you afraid of going public? And aren't you with your lawsuit, aren't you afraid of what you say? And I, I speak truth and I stand on truth. Mm -hmm. And I'm not afraid of, you know, Antifa coming at us. They aim to intimidate. And so our families made the conscious decision not to be intimidated. Well, you lost your job, you said, because <laughs> of your stand. I did. And in hindsight, that was God closing a very toxic door that needed to be closed so that I could continue, you know, using what the evil one meant for evil, we're using for good. And I feel you know, like this is where I'm supposed to be. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you and Kevin Lundberg, who, uh, Kevin, you may not know this, but Kevin is actually uh, to a large degree responsible for us having truth and liberty. Ah. Because we used to get religious leaders in Colorado together and say, what can we do? And Kevin was a big part of that. And we just kept, they kept saying, somebody's got to take the lead. And so basically Kevin kicked the ball into my court and said, you do something. And that's how we started truth and liberty. Oh, that's great. So Kevin's been a big part of that. But, um, Losing your job. The reason I brought that up is to say that you and Kevin basically financed this movie by yourself and your, you and your husband, you filmed it? We did everything ourselves. So Kevin is the filmmaker and the editor. I tell you what, I thought it was very good. I didn't know that it was home done. Like well, that's that. a compliment to Kevin. That's Thank really you. Good. It really was a grassroots effort. You know, he came to us and said, who's doing your documentary? And I said, no one. And as we got to know Kevin and realized, you know, that he is one of the most principled, moral, faithful people. I didn't care about the quality of the film. We just felt comfortable really being vulnerable with him. Um, and that's why the, the film really digs into the intimate details of what we went through as mm -hmm. a family because we place so much trust in, in him and that he would take great care. To and so I know that you're getting, uh, you, you're also on another movie or another mm -hmm. video and you've been on all of these news broadcasts. So what kind of response are you getting? Not only just criticism or something, but is it making a difference? Have you seen anything Change. Well, I sure hope so. You know, the, the school board elections that you all were very helpful with mm -hmm. didn't go our way in Colorado. And so that's discouraging, but we move the needle. And I, I've had so many parents, thousands of parents across the country reach out with similar stories to ours. How do you handle this? Do you respond to all of all, Every single one. Yep, which is why it's great. Good I don't have a day job now yeah. because this is a full-time job. Are you homeschooling job. your kids now? Um, I have one in private Christian and then the boys go to um, Liberty Common, which is a conservative charter mm -hmm. um, that's just really, really well done. So we trust these schools. I do believe homeschooling is the best possible option for parents. I maintain that. Um, we're really busy. <laughs> and so we've chosen what's best for our kids. Our daughter needed the socialization that she's got at this great school. Um, but I firmly believe homeschooling is the way to go. Well, on this trailer, you said just get your kids out of public schools. Get so, them out. Uh, no compromise on that. Yeah, and I, you know, I've allowed a lot of parents reach out and say that, but that's too hard. There's no way I can homeschool. There's no way I can choose these alternatives. And I agree that it will take sacrifice, but I believe that you either sacrifice now or you sacrifice later, or you're sacrificing your kids to 
these ideologies. And sometimes the bites that are being taken out of these kids are so subtle and undetectable. You're not always going to be punched in the face with art club like we were. Sometimes it's just really subtle and you're losing your kids to these ideologies. And so I can't stress enough that the sacrifice is worth it. Somebody might be watching this and saying, but you, you know, that's your town. That's your school system. It's not that way in mine. Sure. How pervasive do you think this is? We talk about that in the movie, Alex Newman and I both do. I've traveled the whole state of Colorado and I can tell you it's in every single corner, even the very conservative areas of the state. Unfortunately, the teachers union control mm -hmm. the public school systems. And so these aren't directives from your small towns. These are directives from the national teachers unions and from the lawyers who are in the ear of the school board. So members. you think it's even beyond Colorado, this is, is national. so pervasive. I've talked to parents in Florida, Texas, Indiana, where I'm from, um, that it's happening everywhere in small towns, in red states. It's just, there's no public school that's a But there are some godly teachers in public school. Absolutely. How would you respond to that? Yes, and I get that a lot. You're so anti-public education. I'm not, I used to be an elementary teacher. I went to school for public education. Um, I have tremendous respect for the teachers who stay in and are the salt and light for the kids who need it. I think that's important. All teachers are not evil, but the reality is that I was trained in, in college the way that the teachers nowadays are trained, that this is what you have to do, this is what is right, this is what is moral. If a kid says there's something, you must go along with it. You know, parents might not be safe. All of these things that led to what happened to my child, teachers are being taught that. And I don't think most of them mean to do evil. I think they've, they're just doing what they're told. Yeah, Alex made that point on mm -hmm. that uh, video. You know, we just had a school board election here and we got very involved and we had three candidates we were running and we got two of them elected. Good. And the people that were voting for the other three candidates after the election, they took their uh, things down, but then they put up a big sign, we love and support our teachers, mm. which is basically saying that anybody who votes to start restricting all of this evil in school is against -teacher. the teacher. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm our sure school you dealt with that. Absolutely. Well, we have seven school board members. All of them are, are complicit in what happened to our daughter. Wow. And so I put a lot of personal effort into trying to flip at least one seat on our school board. It didn't happen. And the people who won ran on the platform of anti-parental rights and pro-LGBTQ. That was their actual public platform. In fact, the rainbow flag was their symbol for their campaign. That's hard to believe that people would vote for that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of willful ignorance and apathy, really, when I, I've had a lot of parents reach out like, that's so discouraging, how did we lose everything? And when I really dig into it, I think most people don't vote in local elections like school board, but the ones who do, they get a flyer in the mail that the teachers union paid for, and that's the name they vote for. They don't do the research. They're willfully ignorant about what's happening in their schools, and so that's how this happened. So if somebody's watching this and they're, they're either dealing with these exact things, they know what you're talking about, or maybe they're suspicious that it's going on mm -hmm. and they're looking for help. Do you have anything to help them, like on your website? Or? Yeah, so my website's stopgenderideology.com, and I do. I have resources for parents to essentially inoculate your kids from this. Whether you have them in public school or not, we now live in a society where these ideologies have permeated every area of our culture. It's on, you know, toddler cartoons. Nowadays, they're talking about non-binary and transgenderism, and so I think I've really boiled it down to four things. One, no one should tell you to keep a secret. Tell your kids these things early and often, yeah. at every age. No one should tell you to keep a secret. No one should ask you to label yourself. You are perfectly and wonderfully made by God. He does not make mistakes. And trust your gut. 
And that goes for parents too. Trust your instinct. Because when this happened to our daughter, you know, everyone told us to go along with it. Affirm it. She must be transgender. Use the new name. Use the new pronouns. It's abusive if you don't. And our instinct said, that's not right. Something here is not right. And we followed that. And we firmly believe if we hadn't just trusted our gut and gone along with what everyone told us we had to do, we're not even sure our daughter would be alive. Right now, the darkness from, from the transgender confusion was so overwhelming. Well, we're right up to time to take a break, but I've got to ask, and we need to make this clear to people. So how has this worked out? You're still, you're what, a year and a half or two years in? Two and a half years. Two and a half years. Yeah. And so how is your daughter now? She's great. What's... She's great. She's thriving in a, in a great school. She's really back to her old happy, jovial self and fully supportive of us being vocal with her story. At the end of this movie, they don't show her face, I'm sure, for, so that she could just, uh, you know, uh, have some anonymity, but she spoke mm -hmm. and said that she was 100% for this and wanted you to be public so that other kids wouldn't go through this. So. Yeah, we're so proud of her. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. She's great. That could have turned out totally different. Totally different. Have you ever thought about that, what it would have been? All like? the time. We talk about it with her all the time, and she's scared to think how close she came to medicalization and, and suicide. And, um, yeah. Wow. Man, that's awesome. I'm sure that you have some questions or comments on this. We're going to take a little break here, but I'd encourage you to call and talk to Erin. Her movie is just so much more detailed than what we've been able to get into, and I think it would really be a blessing for you to be able to interact with her. So the number is 719-619-2341. We've got all open lines right now, so if you want to call, you can get in, 719-619-2341. So let's take this break, and then we'll be right back with Erin Lee. With practical government, you have experts in the fields that are sharing their perspective, wisdom, and experience. It's not available anywhere else in the world. We're going to teach a Christian heritage of our American government. They're going to learn about the Founding Fathers. We're teaching the Constitution, how government operates, practical skills, and field study. No matter where you're coming from, the world needs you. Whatever God's calling you to do, you're able to do it. To learn more, visit practicalgovernmentschool.com. At Truth and Liberty Coalition, we work to unify, educate, and mobilize the body of Christ to change nations. That's why I want to encourage you to go to our website at truthandliberty.net and subscribe so that you can begin receiving regular updates uh, about our show, news items, action alerts, blog posts, and much, much more. Uh, all you have to do is go to the website, click subscribe, share your email address, and you'll begin to be equipped to stand for truth in the public square. Hi, my name is Carrie Pickett, and like many of you, I wear lots of hats. But most of all, I'm a child of God. Ever since I was young, my desire has been to share the unconditional love of God. There is nothing more rewarding to me than people changing their lives and then changing the world. That's why I'm inviting you to join me wherever you are, and let's discover together these foundational truths that will transform your life. So welcome back to Truth and Liberty Live call-in show. I'm Andrew Womack, and we've got Erin Lee with us. If you missed that first segment, she was talking about how that the school system tried to get their daughter to become transgender, and I mean in three hours' time, just turned their whole life upside down, and they went through at least a year of just intense battle. Now they're two and a half years into it, and they're on a healthy side, the daughter's doing good and she's standing up and they made a movie 
entitled artclubmovie.com and you can go to our website and watch it. All you have to do is enter in your uh, email address and uh, you, it's for free. And I really encourage you to get it. I'm promoting this. And uh, also, uh, Aaron, you mentioned that you had just gotten fired because <laughs> of this. And so if you are the one that's distributing this, I guess you need some help getting it out. So how would a person support you if they wanted to help you do that? Yeah, the last two and a half years, we called it my make my money job and my take my money job. So I was making the money to fund, you know, we have a federal lawsuit in play. We're making this movie. Um, you know, I have media channels where I'm trying to get the word out to parents. And so we do have a, a give, send, go, um, which is at artclubmovie.com and my website, Stop Gender Ideology. So we welcome any financial support to help us continue this mission and to distribute the film because right now it's free. And, and I do get uh, charged every time someone watches the film. So distribution, do. I do, nine cents. Free. Distribution is not so free. So you have to pay to let people watch I'm your I'm paying movie. to make sure people can watch it for free. And the reason we made it is because we're, we're an average family. You know, this, we want people to understand this can happen to anyone, anywhere, at any time. And we want people to be able to insert themselves into our shoes and go, oh, wow, that could happen to me too. And so the people who need to hear the message the most are not the ones who are willing to pay to watch this film. And so we just want to keep it free so that it can continue to be shared as widely as possible. Wow. That's amazing. Again, we got open lines. I think that a lot of you ought to be calling, if nothing else, to say, what can I do or who can I con connect with? But um, anyway, the number is 719-619-2341. So what are your plans going forward? I guess it's just to try and increase the distribution? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We have a goal to translate it to Spanish. Um, I have found in my work, well, first of all, this primarily happens to progressive families who have allowed this ideology into their, their lives, who don't, you know, shroud their kids in the blood of Jesus and biblical truth. So you think if you had been, well, you mentioned that you probably got born again after this mm -hmm. when you turned to the Lord. If 100%. you had been a Christian family that had been instructing your kids, do you think that would have made a difference in your daughters? I think so. You know, we kick ourselves a lot that had we found God sooner, that we could have protected her, you know, just giving her that truth that God doesn't make mistakes. No matter what anyone tells you that could be wrong with you, they're wrong. <laughs> how about your other two children? I know one of them is very young, but the other one that's of age, how, how have they responded to all of this? So my nine-year-old has no idea. <laughs> he knows all those things that I said, tell your, your kids. Mm -hmm. And that's because parents come to me all the time with little kids and say, I, I want to protect my kids from this, but I don't want to talk about gender and sexuality with them. That's the whole point. So what do I do to protect them? And so we've had those conversations with our own kids that no one should ask you to keep a secret or label yourself or tell you there's something wrong with you. And so he knows those things. And I've, I've given him the authority to remove himself from situations that don't feel right. He's got one of those little gizmo watches and he's been empowered. If someone does something that doesn't feel right, I'm calling my mom right now. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, we've, we've protected them, but they have no idea what I do. Now you also mentioned that you had a lawsuit going. So who are you suing and what's the situation? So we're suing the school district and all of the school board members who were all completely complicit awesome. in what's happened. And we're really lucky that was a struggle. And this, this was a God thing. I mean, we, I called over 40 lawyers when this first happened. And it's such a taboo topic and an uncharted territory legally that lawyers are lazy and they don't want to be the first to take it on. And so the Lord led us to America First Policy Institute. Um, Pam Bondi, the Attorney General of Florida is our head lawyer. We've got a whole team wow. here, there and in Colorado. And um, yeah, we had Liberty Council that uh, did all of our lawyer stuff. 
uh, for us. And you know, they do it pro bono. Are they doing yeah. that for you? So America First Policy is, but our, our lawyer here in Colorado is not. And I deal with a lot of death threats, stalking, harassment of our child. Um, and so I have- For to, standing up and protecting yeah. your child. Har harassing my daughter. In fact, one of the school board members who was just reelected on the platform of LGBTQ and anti-parent rights perpetuates the harassment of my now 14-year-old daughter online. Um, and so I have to consult lawyers for things about this to protect my family, and that's not free. You know, I believe Christians don't want to just be attacking people and be against stuff, but I really think that unless we start suing mm -hmm. people and standing up, that's the only thing they listen to is, is money and things like that. Right. And so when I stood up against Governor Polis and came out against him, he finally wrote me a letter and he said, I'll leave you alone if you'll leave me alone. And so we are an island of freedom in this Truth. liberal Colorado. <laughs> and they don't even, they act like we don't exist. Good. Somehow or another, we've just got a buffer around us. Well, I tell parents there's, there's a four-pronged approach. Number one, dig in and find out what they're doing. Use the power of public record to your advantage. That, that's how we found that the CPS threats had happened two days later against our families. They were talking about it behind closed doors. And so we exercised our right to see what was happening. So how, do you, how do you do that? Submit a, so Cora in the state of Colorado, there's FOIA, the Federal Informa or Freedom of Information Act, that um, you know any government institution is beholden to the taxpayers, to the citizens. So you have full reign to see their money, their calendars, their communications. We need to know what our government is doing with our tax dollars. And so exercise that right. Use the media to your advantage. I've learned what they hate the most is bad press. And so that's yeah. why we've done a lot of press to raise awareness, hit them in the pocket, get the kids out of the schools. They'll pay attention when the funding stops coming in. And yes, use the legal system to our advantage because our rights are I just are love your attitude and you know you're still smiling. Yeah. You are, it's not like you're so hurt and bitter that you're doing this out of duress, but. No, man, I'm a joyful that, warrior. That's the Lord. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that. Let's go to Zena from North Carolina. You're on Truth and Liberty live call-in show with Andrew and Aaron. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Can y'all hear me? Yes, ma'am. We got you. All right, Erin, you are such a brave woman. Um, I go, uh, yeah, can you hear me? Yes, yep. we got you. I mean, my, I grew, my, I raised my kids going to church to do the right thing, and I have grandchildren now that I have any control over, which is really sad. But I want to tell you, you are so brave for fighting the system. I don't know if a lot of other people have the gumption to do what you did. You are amazing. You and your husband are amazing. Thank you. Zena, let me ask you a question. Do you think there in North Carolina that your school system, that you're dealing with the same type of thing? I don't know right now because, like I said, my grandchildren are in public school. Well, thank the Lord, my daughter homeschools her kids, and my other son homeschools his daughter. Okay. But I have three that's in public school that I'm not real happy about. But I haven't heard anything like that happening in North Carolina because we are in the Bible Belt, supposedly. But um, it's really scary. It really is. Um but Zena, one of the things, one of the things that Aaron was saying, and I do believe this is true, is that this is not local. This is national education. And like here in Woodland Park, which is a 
community of just 7,000 something people, we've identified 50 homosexual transgender books in the library and we're dealing with that thing now. And we dealt with a school board election and we had an out and out spoken Marxist that got elected. We won two out of three positions, but the third position was a Marxist that was elected. And that's in this little tiny community where we have uh, 850 employees that live here and 1,200 students in a community of less than 8,000. And we still have this going on in our community. So. I doubt seriously that your community is immune to this. And what I, what I caution, Zena, I tell parents all the time, is open every book. Request the curriculum before your grandkids see it. Read everything that comes home. One thing that we discovered a year after Art Club is my daughter had been assigned a book um, called George in her first grade classroom, or sixth grade classroom. She was 11 years old. And the book was entirely about transgenderism. It talked about pornography, cutting body parts off, boys kissing boys, wearing girls underwear. And it was a reading assignment in reading class. And I didn't think to open the book. It looked innocent. And so in hindsight, I've learned that sometimes it's, like I said, undetectable. And so it's just really important to look at the curriculum before it happens and read every book, op open everything that comes home. Now you've actually got some slides of some of the things that, that your daughter was exposed to mm -hmm. that we could show people. Mm -hmm. uh, if they could put that up on the screen, in this might make club. that point. Mm -hmm. Which one? Yeah, that was in the club. That's the GSA club that she was invited to, which is sponsored by the school. It's a school-sponsored club, which means it's initiated, led, and run by adults. And this is the number one rule of the club, what you hear and hear keep in here. So in other words, this is basically encouraging them to keep this from their parents. Mm -hmm. What else? Yeah, these are all the names that they're encouraged to call the club. In fact, the woman who was there in the classroom has a club for five to 11 year olds called Skittles to talk about gender and sex. And this woman that was in that art club that your daughter was in, uh, the way I understood it was uh, she, she, this is her specialty and they invited her in. And I mean, she came with the agenda to turn people towards queer and transgender. Her motto is queering up your school. That's the website, the motto on her website. Why would any school ever encourage that? Even if you, for somehow or another, thought it was okay for people to be that way, why would you go in and promote it and try and transform people? Not just it? promote it. It's at the forefront of everything that they do. I mean, at every single school board meeting biweekly, there's some kind of transgender proclamation, transgender awareness, transgender visibility week, transgender month. It's, it's the, at the forefront of everything that they do. And what's the size of your community? Uh, there's about 28,000 students in the district. Wow. So, and my community, Wellington, where I live, is about 10,000 people. So we moved to a small little horse town with great conservative values, thinking that it would be the right place to raise our family. And unfortunately, it just goes to show that it's, it's everywhere. We were not immune because of, of where we were living. Well, this is scary. We've still got some lines open, 719-619-2341. You know, it's my personal opinion, and Alex, who was one of the speakers in this movie, I thought he articulated this very well, that this is not just mistakes that people are making, and it's not happening organically, that this is planned, 
and that they are using this to literally overthrow all of the norms that we have so that they can just totally restructure everything. It's a Marxist mentality. Absolutely. It's, you know, the ultimate agenda is to separate children from their family, to turn them into these little social justice warriors, that if you can confuse them about the fundamental core of who they are, how God made them male and female, you can convince them to say and do and think anything. And it's been, it's been hard, like to what end? Where did this come from? Where are we going? Why did this happen to us? And really all roads lead to Marxism. Yeah. And I really, like you know, it's a Marxist uh, tactic to sit there and create con uh, chaos mm -hmm. and get people so hurt and so looking for help that they will abandon what they've been brought up mm -hmm. under and go for something new. And so... And it's not new. It's been happening for yeah, decades. But it's I mean, new to them. It's new to them. But, but you look at the school new system to <laughs> at you know John Dewey and yeah. Karl Marx. And it's, it's been coming a long time, and and the church has been asleep for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So thanks for your call, Zena. Let's go to Judy. You're calling from uh, Colorado. You're on Truth and Liberty Live. Call in with Andrew and Aaron. Well, yes. I, I as I listen, I I to uh, be heard her actually answer my question. My question was, uh, was the teacher who uh, initiated this art club still there? And obviously she is, right? So that the activist that was invited in was not a teacher. She was not, she was an outside person who my daughter had never met before. But the art teacher who had built trust with my daughter, not only is still there, she's been promoted. Mercy. And if I'm not mistaken, in the movie, when you called the teacher to find out about this, you found out that she was like the point person mm -hmm. for the queer and transgender. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you didn't get a very good response when you called and asked for help there. Right. She, in fact, they, she was complicit in advising the school to perform this well child check because she assumed if we didn't agree with what she'd done with our daughter, we must be abusive. And it's scary because we live in a state where there's going to be legislation put forward where they're going to define well, not our governor affirming is openly hom homosexual, the first openly homosexual governor in the nation. And boy, they are promoting a lot of stuff. I've been up to Denver and fought all of this stuff. I saw a video of you standing at the Capitol mm -hmm. speaking against all of this. Yeah, they're just, you know, they passed all these horrendous bills that personally affected my family in 2019 and 2020. And so now I'm very vigilant about what's happening under the Gold Dome and showing up to make voices heard, even though we know it won't make a difference. Have you had any legislatures, uh, legislators that have supported you? And yes. Come out? Yeah. So there's 19 conservative uh, members in the House and all 19 of them have been incredibly supportive. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's been great. They, they're outnumbered and they know that the things that they put forward will not get passed. That doesn't stop them from, from putting forth legislation. And I'm actually working on some ballot initiatives, some citizens ballot initiatives here that if our legislature is not going to do the will of the people, as they showed with our tax bill, they passed it anyway, um, then we're going to put it to the people because the people overwhelmingly don't agree with the secrecy, with, you know, medicalizing and mutilating children. And so we're going to put that on the ballot and let the people decide. So have you gotten far enough along that people could sign up or Not yet. So we will go before the title board this month on our two parental rights initiatives. And then come January or February, we'll start those signatures. Will you God let truth willing. and liberty help you? We'll, Absolutely. we'll help you do that. Yeah, this is the ultimate, ultimate litmus test for Colorado, in, in my opinion, that, you know, parents reign supreme in the upbringing of their children. And for the people that are watching, Kevin Lundberg, who co-produced uh, this, 
uh, with Aaron and her husband. Uh, he is an ex-state senator, and so he's been involved in politics, and he's he's got pretty good connections and stuff. Praise God, I believe we're going to get some traction. Now, don't let his politician status scare you because he is, he's not your typical politician. No, he's, he's, he's a good guy. I he's like a very that. good he's guy. He's a great man. Yeah. So thanks, Judy. I think I recognized your voice. I know you. So thank you very much for calling in. Let's go to Lori. And you're also from uh, Colorado and you're a subscriber and also a CBC grad. You're on Truth and Liberty with Andrew and Aaron. Thank you for having me and taking this call. Uh, yes, first of all, I just want to say God bless you and thank you both, uh, both you, Andrew and Aaron, for your boldness, for your strength and your courage for, for standing strong. We lost you, Lori. Oh, I'm sorry. There you are. <laughs> we got you back. Okay. So you were thanking Aaron for her courage and boldness standing up. Well, actually, both of you for for your boldness and standing strong. Uh, you mentioned earlier about how these, uh, I'll, I'll use the term activists, that are hired by the school districts are paid twice as much as teachers to follow this agenda. And if you could maybe talk about how how can they justify spending that much money when they're turning around and asking for more funding, every time you talk anything at school board stuff, they want to say, hey, we need more money for this, uh, for the kids, et cetera. And here in Thompson School District, they spend over $20,000 per student uh, for, to educate them for the year and maybe also uh, address the issue of possibly getting a, a voucher system to uh, help parents and let the money follow the kids instead of uh, being spent on all this nonsense. So I'm in the Pooter School District, which is just, just north of you in the Thompson School District. And I just firstly want to caution you that Thompson does everything that Pooter does. They're just not as open and brazen about it. So these GSAs, these secret gender support plans for elementary kids, all absolutely happening in the Thompson District. But it's ironic. So the Pooter District came out and announced they were going to close and consolidate schools because of um, less kids in the district. But it's because of low birth rates, not because of any of the nonsense they're doing with our kids, let's mm -hmm. be clear. And in doing that, they announced they were closing schools and they also simultaneously asked for more money. So we're closing schools, but we need more money. Um, and the reality is that these are the people we voted in place. They ran on the platform of pro-LGBTQ. They were honest about this is how they're going to spend our tax dollars. And they were voted in. And that was, you know, that process, that path forward was legitimized. In, in the people voting for them again. Um, so unfortunately, you know, since our incident, our district hired over a million dollars in diversity, equity, inclusion staff to address and, and pursue all of these agendas. And so it's, it's, it's awful that that's how they're spending our money. But again, these are the people we voted in and that was the platform that they ran on. You know, here in uh, Woodland Park, we've got a superintendent who's a believer and he's been making some things and he got rid of some of the counselors because they were counseling the kids towards uh, gender stuff. And uh, anyway, the liberals have come out, you know, that he doesn't care about the health of the young mm -hmm. kids, but they don't say that the counsel that they were getting was bad. 
Yeah. And so uh, anyway, I, I've just made a deal that until schools quit spending so much money on all of these social issues, I don't ever vote for them to have more money. Mm -hmm. I'm for the teachers, but I am not for all of the agenda that they've gotten. And we, we've got to start by getting involved in the school boards. You know, the school boards in Colorado, I, I did pursue things enough to know that we are, a, I forget what they call it, home rule state mm -hmm. or something like that. And if the school board wants to, they can reject anything that is dictated to them from the national or the state level. Yep. And uh, they have that much control. So really, we've got to get started on the local level, getting school boards turned around. And then, of course, we need to deal with the state and we need to deal with the nation. But I think this is one of the reasons that people, Christians aren't involved is because they hear national news all of the time and they think, what is my little bit of stuff going to do on the national level? It may not have that big of an impact on the national level, but in the local area, especially on school board things, it's usually less than 10 percent of the voters that determine those things. And so you can have a huge impact on school boards and we've been focusing on that. That is so important for people to pay attention. Show up at the school boards, make your voice heard. You don't have to have a child in the school district That's to right. give public comment. You are a taxpayer, you pay their salaries. Show up and make your voice heard about what, you are, what they're doing right and what's not okay with what they're doing. And before we go to these other callers, let me say that uh, if I remember correctly in this movie, uh, the, the school, when you begin to contact them, they acted like they were very concerned and mm -hmm. saying, well, this happened after hours. But the truth was they were lying to you through their yes. teeth. Yep. And so these people are very subtle and they have no qualms about lying. If they're going to tell your children to lie to your parents, well, then they will certainly lie to you. In hindsight, what they've done to us is pure evil. And it was they were knowingly doing evil to our family, lying to us and gaslighting us and making us feel crazy for not going along with the transgenderism. And it's just pure evil. Wow, that's amazing. All right, Esther, let's go to you. You're a CBC student and you're calling in from Canada. You're on Truth and Liberty with Andrew and Aaron. Shalom, guys. I'm so, so um, activated about what you guys are talking about. My question is, is that I feel like nothing is really being I won't say done. People are, your voices are being heard, but um, to have something like legitimately done um, that we know that this, there's a change is being made. Um, I feel like there's more of a spiritual battle. It starts in the spirit realm. Um, it, we can do everything in the physical, but like Jesus says, where two or three are gathered, he stamps and approves whatever we agree upon. And that's absolute truth. What can we do spiritually to get maybe a group of people in our neighborhood to just start praying and interceding for these these things that are going on in the school? Because I, I believe, um, just like Andrew Olmec said, that um, um, there's a great there's a new great awakening, and it's it's going to start with the children. Um, that this coming new year, God is focusing on the children because um, that is the next generation, and we cannot hand off the baton the way it is. Um, you know. Esther, let me, let me address that and then I'll let Aaron respond. But uh, I believe that you're right. It is a spiritual battle. You know, I'm going to be speaking in Washington, D.C. next week with Mike Johnson, the new uh, Speaker of the House, and we're both speaking together. And I'm going to be saying that we're doing the same thing. He's in the political realm trying to deal with all of this. I'm dealing with it in the spiritual realm, and it really is a spiritual battle. But it's not either or. It's got to be both. We've got to recognize that this is pure evil. 
and we do have to uh, speak against it in the spiritual realm, but uh, I, would, I would warn or caution you, Esther, that although, yes, we need to be standing up, we don't need to just put all of our focus on the spiritual realm. I think this is one of the reasons we're in the problem that we're in is because the church has thought, I'm just going to pray over here and deal with this, but they don't turn out the vote. They don't stand up. They aren't exposing things the way that Aaron is, and it's both. So anyway, yeah. let me just put that in and then I'll let you. Well, I agree that it's a spiritual battle. And I, my advice is actually, I joined a ministry called Her Voice that's run by uh, Pastor Jenny Donnelly out of Seattle, out of Oregon, I'm sorry, out of Portland. And her motto is pray, fast, stand. And so, yes, it starts with prayer, but it ends with action. And her, the, what God spoke to her was, she said, when is this going to stop? And he said, when they take your kids. And so she's translated into the hashtag, don't mess with our kids. That's our big movement. And, you know, our, our motto is first pray. Yes, it's a spiritual battle, but then you got to stand. It's got to be both. Yeah. You know, I liken it to that I, I pray over my welfare and over the welfare of our ministry and over this property. We've done all kinds of things. But like in my house, I own guns and I've rebuked things. But if somebody broke into my house and was trying to assault my wife, I'd say, stop in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. That'd be my first reaction. And if they didn't, I'd shoot them in a heartbeat. And I don't think that it's either or. It's both. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I often say that Scripture says that faith without works is dead. Well, prayer without works is dead. For you to pray and say, God, change this situation. And then you go vote for somebody who's woke or even don't vote, that's, it's useless. Mm -hmm. So Esther, I agree with you. And uh, man, you pray and get everybody you can to pray, but also get involved. It's not a one prong attack. We need to be dealing with this thing from the spiritual and the physical realm. We need more Esthers. <laughs> I, I love your name. We need Esthers to not be afraid and to not just fight it in the spiritual realm, but stand. You know, that's a good square. example that Esther could have just said, well, we're going to pray about this. But instead, no, she went in and exposed herself to the king and possibly could have been put to death. And she had to do both. Yep. And she had the people fast and pray for days before mm -hmm. she went in there. So that, man, that's a great example. Very good. <laughs> Appreciate you doing that. We're going to take a break here and we're going to come back. We've got three people on the lines and we'll come back, but we still have one line open. So you can call 719-619-2341 and we'll be back right after this break. Andrew has many conferences and seminars around the globe each year. For the latest information on Andrew's complete speaking schedule, visit our website at awmi.net slash events. created with a purpose, written in the heart of God, long before you were born. He is calling you to find it. We want to help you experience His unconditional love to be equipped and empowered to become a world changer. 
Hey, you know, a big part of what we do here at Truth and Liberty is to provide you with the resources that you need in order to stand for truth in the public square. So I want to remind everybody to go to our website and check out our resources page at truthandliberty.net slash resources, where you can find material that discusses just about every issue we're facing today in our culture. And these are things that are prepared by our strategic partners and some of the uh, most influential and important organizations in America today. So welcome back to Truth and Liberty Live call-in show. And uh, we've still got an open line, 719-619-2341. You can call and talk to us. And I tell you, I'm just passionate about what Aaron has been sharing with us because this is happening a lot and nobody, well, not nobody, but not enough are standing up. And I believe that this is inspiring people hope so. to do what you're doing. So thank you very much. Let's go to Adele, and you are a Truth and Liberty member. You're calling in from Mississippi. Welcome, Adele. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Um, I just want to say I agree with everything everybody has said. This is a topic that needs much more discussion. And Aaron, lady, you have my total and utmost respect for what you've done. And I'm not going to be watching your film because... I just can't abide by some of this stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm real old school. <laughs> but the reason I called in, and I thank you for taking this call, is I was on a social platform in my local neighborhood, and like one of the other callers said, you know, living in the Bible Belt in a small town, you just don't really think this is going to happen to you. But um, there was... I don't know, I almost said a lady, but there was this person, <laughs> who, yeah, she, she uh, said, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get some work going. I love cleaning houses. I'm only going to take three or four people, and, and I jumped on it because I'm, you know, I'm a lady, and I've got a child with a disability, and I thought, well, you know, this would be great. Give her an opportunity. Give me some help. And she came over, and it was really, you talk about it being spiritual. I guess my spiritual eyes weren't open that day. But right after she left, it, it hit me like a brick wall. Something was wrong. She had tattoos around her, her eye, which immediately made me think, has she done prison time? And then the other thing was I went and hugged her. And she was skinny as a rail. I keep saying she, but after I thought about it, I thought that was a man. And I don't know, it just made me feel bad for two reasons. Number one, that these people have to pass them off, pass themselves off as another type of person. And then, and then somebody like me falls for it. Does Aaron know of anybody that, or do y'all know of anybody that, can say these are the things that you need to look for when you allow people to come into your home that might be transgender? Well, Adele, let me say this. I'll, I'll give Aaron a chance here in just a second. But, you know, a lot of people in our society today would immediately be against you as you're profiling. You're judging a person based on the outward looks and stuff like that. And I do believe that we need to recognize that God can save anybody. 
I'm not against anybody, and anybody's life can be changed. And I love people. I've, I know some homosexuals, and I love them, and I've never treated them wrong. But I tell you what, there is nothing wrong with you just saying that, no, when I see somebody who's openly transgender or something like that, you need to give them a wide berth. You need to be recognizing that they have an agenda, and that especially like with our children, like we're talking about, you need to be protective of that. If I'm walking down an alley and I see a guy with a big club in his hand and he's wearing all black and spiked and stuff, some people might say, well, you're judging him. Well, I'm going to walk the other way <laughs> just on the chance that my judgment would be right. So uh, there's a balance here. You need to uh, express love and acceptance and tell people that you can be forgiven, but we don't, do not need to sit there and stick our head in the sand and just refuse to acknowledge that something is seriously wrong. I saw a man on the internet that was a 60-something-year-old man that grew his hair out, put it in pigtails, and wore a pink tutu that he made for himself, and he was on there identifying as a six-year-old girl. <laughs> and I don't care what you say. You don't look at that and, and think, well, that's his reality and this is mine. No, that's demonic. It's deception, and we need to call it out for what it is. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> from transgenderism to pedophilia, and we talk about that in the film. I, I would say first, Adele, you know, I lead from a place of empathy always. Um, you know, when, when I encounter people who are going through confusion, and it, it is mental illness. If you look at the DSM before the mental health field was completely hijacked, you know, disassociative disorder or gender identity disorder are true mental illnesses. And so have empathy and pray for them. You know, like you said, let them know that God can save anyone, that it's not too late to come back from it. Um, they have a legal right to dress as they wish and express themselves as they wish, but you also have a right to guard your home and to guard your family and to determine who you will allow into your space. And you have every right to just say that you're not a right fit yeah. for me. And I think, yeah, and, and we are being cowed into just basically, in a sense, affirming nearly whatever per, other person does. I've often used this, but you know, there was a famous hockey player that because he was Russian Orthodox, he refused to wear the gay pride stuff. And in a process of standing up, it was good that he stand up and said, I'm not gonna do it. But he said, you have your right to be that way, and it's fine for you, but I also have my right. And even though he stood up and refused to do that, he, in a sense, affirmed that you have a right to do this, and it's fine for you. It's not. I call it out as this is sin. And you said it's mental health, which I agree with that, but that's code for they got demonic deception. Mm. It starts with spiritual stuff, and uh, it is demonic and we need to call it out for what it is. And I personally choose not to use the, the deceptive names and, and pronouns, and not just with our daughter, but Megyn Kelly actually did a great segment on this, that it's not loving to lie to people. That's right. It's not, you know, you're not giving them grace by going along with what's completely against God's truth. So the loving thing to do is to be honest and to speak truth to people who need to hear it most. That's awesome. So thanks, Adele. I hope that helped. Let's go to Patty calling in from Illinois. You're on uh, Truth and Liberty Live call-in show with Andrew and Aaron. Hi. Good evening, Andrew and Aaron. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for, Aaron, thank you for this, uh, this movie that, you're, that you've made. I think it's going to bless and empower and enlighten very many people. Um, I have a family member who has or a sister-in-law who has children that are in high school that are 
encountering this very thing, and she is just mortified, and I know that your movie is really going to bless her, so thank you so much. Um, and I think you you were starting to answer my question with the previous caller, which, um, but in my case, I have a nephew, um, so not a stranger, but somebody who is, you know, in my family who is bought into the transgender lies and agenda and is now requesting to be called by um, a female name. And how do I witness to him in love and in truth? For me, <laughs> what saved our daughter, nine months in, we ignored it. We didn't want to talk about it. What saved her was at the right time, well, first planting subtle seeds. For us personally, it was, you know, some people think transgenderism is a, is a cult <laughs> and just starting to plant these seeds, but then just being direct and head on about the issue. And for her, and we don't even get this detailed in the movie, but I could see a wave of relief come over her face when we said, are you really transgender? Is this really what you want? Do you think we don't support you? And you just saw the relief and her color change. And she said, it's not, it's not what I want. It doesn't fit me. I don't want to do this anymore. And she was waiting for anyone in her life to just speak the truth and give her this outlet to say, no, this isn't right for me. So, and as I talked to the thousands of parents who are going through this across the country, it's really hard to take the approach of not affirming. And so I understand why this person's parents go along with it. That's what you're bullied into doing. But I, I strongly advise be direct, be truthful. Um, again, don't go along with the names and pronouns. Be that person in their life who they know they can go to for grounding in reality because they need that and they crave it. Amen. Let me just say that from Scripture, it says in Romans 1, 18 through 20, that God's revealed Himself from heaven against all ungodliness, all unrighteousness. They have an intuitive knowledge. And so these people that say, this is who I am, they know in their heart that it's wrong. Now, they may not be uh, giving priority to that, and they may be listening to these other voices, but they know in their heart that they're wrong. So I would never use the preferred pronouns. I would never agree with them. I've got a good friend, Janet Boynes, who has a ministry. She was a Christian and a practicing lesbian for 14 years, and the whole time she knew in her heart that she was wrong. And it was when finally somebody stood up and just challenged her on it. And they did it in love. They didn't condemn her, but they said, you know this isn't right. Mm -hmm. And that's what turned her around. And now she has a ministry to homosexuals. And she, speaking from a perspective of a 14-year practicing lesbian, said that the worst thing you can do is go to their wedding and reaffirm these kind of things. You have to show them that you love them, but you can never validate these choices. They're wrong. And so we have to stand up. And I tell you, I would never call a person by a preferred pronoun. I'd tell them, look, if you got two X chromosomes, you're a woman. If you got an X and a Y chromosome, you're a man. And a hundred years from now, they can exhume your body okay. and tell if you're a man or a woman. And I don't care what you feel like. Do it in love, maybe yes. do it more tactfully than I do, <laughs> but you've got to stand up. And if we don't challenge it, no, who is going to challenge it? I guarantee you the woke crowd isn't going to ever challenge it, and they just keep getting affirmed. Uh, they'll continue in this deception. Yeah, and show them our movie. <laughs> That's right. And again, let me mention that we have this movie artclubmovie.com is on our website and you can get it free of charge. I think all they ask for is just a, an address, an email address. 
and uh, I'd encourage you to get it. So thanks for your call, Patty. Let's go to Belinda, and you're from Colorado. You're an AWM partner, Truth and Liberty partner, and a CBC student. You are connected. <laughs> you're on with Aaron and Andrew. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, yes, ma'am. I just, I just wanted to ask, what age did they start, you know, pushing this onto this agenda onto our children? Preschool. So you know how the governor is is advocating for all day preschool, yeah. free state sanctioned preschool. Um, that that's not because he wants them to learn reading and arithmetic in advance. That's because there are agendas and they want to push them earlier and earlier. So the uh, activist that was in my daughter's art club has a club called Skittles for kids five to eleven to discuss gender and sex. And she even told me that her research shows and her research is the Healthy Kids Colorado survey, which is very dangerous and inaccurate. But she said it shows that kids are craving this programming younger and younger all the time. And that's the reason she's doing it with 11 and 12 year olds in secret because the kids are asking for it. And so this, the, unfortunately this agenda starts really, really young. I tell you the sexualization of children in kindergarten is just unheard of. And if you were even trying to educate them in proper sexual conduct. But to do this and with all this perverseness, it's just demonic. Well, they have, you know, so many kids books now. I am jazz and about, you know, boys can be girls and boys can wear girls clothes. And so they're starting it, you know, through literature and through math problems and through, you know, letting the boys dress up really at very young ages. There's actually a church in my community who has a program called Our Whole Lives, which is a sex ed program that starts at birth. This is the Unitarian Church. It starts at birth, and so they're teaching transgenderism to toddlers. Well, thanks, Belinda, for your call. Let's go to Iona uh, from Texas. You're on Truth and Liberty with Andrew and Aaron. I just am so proud of both of you uh, for standing up and for uh, making this public. Uh, there are so many that that need to have know that someone is standing with them. This is such a God thing. I just want to share what the Lord has, has said to me. He works in verse uh, with me out of Scripture, but this is what he had said. This is a day you do not bow, though the fire rages high. Run to the battle and speak God's word. Carry his flag, no compromise. Now God has not changed his mind. Take your lesson from the boys in the fire. Keep your eyes on the Most High God. He'll see you do not burn. Amen. Amen. I like that. I got goosebumps. <laughs> and I only, it says on our screen here that you're 92 years young. I bet you you've seen a few change in 92 years, and you probably never thought you would see the things going on in our nation right now. No, but I, I do relate something that was said on this program because I realized that when my daughter, when my children were going to school, there was already a start. This was back before 60s. Uh, there was already a start in the schools on some of this thing because we had, um, she had become a golfer and we were golfers and, and uh, taught our children how to play golf. And um, one of the teachers contacted me and was concerned that we were trying to guide them into the wrong area. And I'm like, there's nothing cleaner than getting outside and playing a little ball, you know, instead of getting in the back seat of a car. This is what I was thinking at the time. So. 
Well, you know, you're, you're right. Uh, the Communist Manifesto that was read in Congress back in the 50s, they outlined exactly what they were going to do, infiltrate the schools, take children away from the parents, all of these things. And of course, even Dewey back in the, uh, what was it, the 20s, mm -hmm. 1920s, he, he started all of this in motion. So it's been coming a long time. And uh, I tell you, we let them get a foothold. So now it's a battle, but we're going to win this battle. We've been asleep at the wheel, I think, for far too long. And yeah. uh, I think COVID really turned the dial for parents, especially to see what was happening in the classrooms and start to be more engaged. And, you know, the masking really set yeah. them off. That's one of the good things that came out of COVID. Yeah. We've had some people on here and uh, homeschooling has gone up 300 mm -hmm. percent. And people are aware more than they were before. And so there's some good things that came out of it. God's working together for good. Amen. Let's go to Bryce in Colorado. You're on Truth and Liberty Live. Call in with Andrew and Aaron. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm curious how, how churches and pastors do this film to their congregations and how people financially support work. Oh, I love that question. Thank you. So we, we, we hope that people will host showings um, for, for churches or conservative groups or whoever wants to show it. Um, we have a package to help you do that. And you just reach out to artclubmovie at gmail.com. And I'll respond to you with um, you know the package on how to present it. And if you're here in Colorado, then we, we would be happy to show up, Kevin Lundberg and I, and, and do a Q&A or show the film ourselves and be part of the whole experience. So oh, we, awesome. we welcome showings uh, around the country, but especially here in Colorado where we can be present for it. And then at artclubmovie.com, um, there's a, a donate page, which we have a give, send, go, where you can give electronically, or there's a physical address there where you can send um, check or money. And again, we just, we're so appreciative of the that financial support. Great. We can't do it alone. Distribution costs money, but um, we're so passionate about keeping it free. And again, Erin was using her job to help fund all of this, and now she's got fired because she stood up and uh, she could use the support. So I encourage you to do that. How do they do it again? So just artclubmovie.com. Uh, if you're interested in doing a showing, just artclubmovie at gmail.com. And then I have a donate page there on so the website. So would you come to a Bible college and show this? Uh, absolutely. Man, that would be awesome. I'll even bring Kevin. <laughs> yeah, we got 1,200 students here on our main campus, and that would be really a great show. And the young people need to hear it. I Absolutely. mean, they're, they're under attack. They've got to know how to, how to stand up to it. Very good. Thanks for your call. Let's go to Elizabeth calling in from Missouri. Elizabeth, you're on Truth and Liberty Live calling with Andrew and Aaron. Hi, Andrew and Aaron. I just want to thank you so much for your stand, and I stand with you completely. I am. Um, I just support you completely. And I, I, my, my statement is I was listening to one of the callers about not being able to identify uh, someone mm -hmm. who's maybe transgender or with evil intentions or whatever. And I was thinking of how I have been in places where um, I will look up at someone and my discernment will just go off and I go, you know, they are dressed like a woman or something, and I'm going, that's not a woman. That's not a woman. So my statement was that I don't want to treat anyone unlovingly. Um, I, I'm like you, Andrew. I love people. I love them. But I will not accept things that go against God. So being Absolutely. pushed on us is not acceptable. But I, um, I do listen to my discernment. And I believe that 
as believers, the Lord has given us that discernment for a reason. Oh, absolutely. And you know, there's a lot of people that think that just because they discern something that that means they have to attack this person. That's not what that means. But you need to discern, first of all, for yourself. Like, for instance, if you were in Aaron's situation, if she had known this teacher and had discerned that this teacher was a homosexual, then she should have immediately had red flags that my daughter doesn't need to be going to some club that she's directing. But I don't even know that you ever knew that teacher or anything. Well, they didn't allow us to see the classrooms before our kids started school in our new town because of COVID. So we couldn't even get in to see the classroom or meet the teachers. But it would have been beneficial, see, if you had met her and you discerned something, man, I wouldn't have let them go to that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Some people would say that's wrong. You shouldn't, you shouldn't judge people like that. Man, you need to have some spiritual discernment. And let me just peel back the layers once again and say that this, we say that this is Marxist, that it's communist, that it's uh, people who are deceived and on and on. And all of that's true. But you know, the bottom line is this is just anti-God. This is people that hate God. They hate the Word of God. They are doing everything they can to turn people against God's standards because that violates their own freedoms to operate in these demonic things. And it's just exactly like Jesus said, that they hate the light and will not come to the light lest their deeds be reproved. And so they want to go out and live the way they want to, and they are doing everything they can to gain acceptance in society to soothe their conscience and to turn away this conscience that they have that they know is against it. So we cannot be in a position where we validate their position. We love them, but we never validate, never um, affirm what they're saying. And the evil is really turned on our kids. I mean, if we don't stand up at this point, they're going to continue to push it on our children. This is a war. Evil. This is a war. I believe it's every bit as damaging as a civil war Mm. was to our nation. And in many ways, it's more damaging because most people think, well, we aren't even, this doesn't apply where I live. We've been dealing with that today. Or they think, well, we just need to love them. And it's through love that we're going to change them. There is no scripture that says love is going to change. It says it's the truth that you know that sets you free. Now it does say in Ephesians 4.15 that we have to speak the truth in love I'm not saying you use the word like a club and you hate people and condemn them, but you have to speak the truth. Truth is the only antidote to lies and deception. Love, you know, people will say, well, we just need to love them. It's not love to let a person go to hell because you won't say anything to them. We need to stand up and warn people and tell them the truth. It just truly is a battle of good versus evil. And you're either on one side or the other. And a wise pastor recently told me, Aaron, the devil owns the fence. So all this willful ignorance (laughs) and apathy and choosing not to take a stand and take a side on the issue, you're on the side of evil. That's right. So pick a side. Well, it's like Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, to be quiet is is to give, uh, is to speak. Mm -hmm. How's it go? Anyway, I messed it up. But it... (laughs) Silence in the face of evil is evil. Evil To be quiet is to speak. Mm -hmm. And that was Dietrich Bonhoeffer who opposed Hitler and was uh, killed just 11 days before Hitler killed himself. But he stood up and if there would have been more people stand up, they might have been able to stop all that stuff that Hitler did. And we haven't really touched on the medicalization piece of this whole transgender movement, but you talk about Hitler and I don't know what could be more akin to that kind of the medical evil that happened under the Hitler regime. That's what's happening to our kids right now. 
I just read a thing about how they're taking men and cutting off their genitals and I don't want to get into this, but they turn them inside and make a vagina yeah. inside of a man. That is worse than Megala and what Hitler did. That is absolutely demonic. And they're doing it on children. And in the state of Colorado, it's legal to do these things on children. And I know some people may even be offended that I brought it up, but we've got to be speaking out on this kind of thing and recognizing it's happening. So thanks for your call, Elizabeth. Let's go to Gladys, your uh, AWM and Truth and Liberty partner. You're calling in from Georgia. Thank you for your call, Gladys. Good evening, Brother Andrew. How are you? I'm blessed. Good to hear from you again, Gladys. Amen. Congratulations on your lifetime uh, uh, award. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Hi, Miss Erin. How are you? Great. Thanks for calling. Oh, yeah. I, I wanted to ask you, Ms. Erin, are you receiving any kind of support from your church or any of the local churches around you? I am. I've, we've found a wonderful church. And actually, I don't know if we talked about it on air, but we were talking about my, how my husband came to the Lord. And it, it was through a pastor who just resonated with him and spoke the truth that he needed to hear when he needed to hear it. And so, yes, they have covered us in support and prayer. And we truly have a, a church family. Um, in general, I, I've been disappointed <laughs> by the lack of church action on this issue, by the reluctance to even talk about it or, you know, prepare the children of the church or the families of the church for what's coming at them. And so I, I certainly hope more churches will stand up locally and across the country, but I'm, I'm fortunate we've got a couple great pastors and church uh, organizations in our, our community that are behind us 100%. It's not enough though. We need more. <laughs> we, we need, need churches church. to stand up. That's right. And so, uh, man, I, I just praise God for what you're doing, Aaron. It's awesome. Thanks, Gladys. I appreciate you. I, I enjoyed getting to meet you when I was in Atlanta recently. You're a great lady. Thank you for the call. So we still got some open lines. We only have just a little under five minutes. If you want to call, we could take one more call at 719-619-2341, and you're welcome to call. Let me also say that we have a 24-hour, seven days a week phone center that the number there is 719-635-1111. And we have hundreds of people there to take your calls. We average about 80 calls a month, uh, people calling in. And if you need prayer, if this has touched you and uh, you just feel like you need somebody to pray with you or maybe somebody you know who's experiencing some of these things and you'd like prayer, we've got people there. Also, I've got uh, a lot of material. And then our Truth and Liberty, we've got a previous interview with Aaron that is archived at our Truth and Liberty website that you can go to. We just got so much material. If there's any way that we can help you, call that number 719-635-1111, and we've got people that will be glad to minister to you. So we're just about to the end of the program, Aaron. So again, give people uh, information like uh, this was the first time I'd heard it, that you would uh, go and actually present the movie and that you and Kevin might be there and, and people can give and help yeah. you distribute this. So 
it, it, I just can't stress enough, it's such a grassroots effort. It was myself and Kevin Lundberg, the former senator, and we did everything ourselves. We fundraised $10,000 to make the film and nothing above that. So again, distribution costs money. Um, we welcome anyone who's willing to support. The website is artclubmovie.com where you can watch the film for free. And if you're not comfortable putting in your email, you can actually watch it on YouTube and Rumble for free without having to give us any of your information. Um, but there's a donate page there. We have a give, send, go and a physical address where we can take donations and um, just welcome all of the support. And again, if you want to do a showing, we welcome you to show the film anywhere around the world. We'll, we'll send you the information you need to have a successful showing. But if you're here in Colorado or nearby, we would love Kevin and I, the filmmaker, to come and, and host the screening ourselves. Man, I think that's great. We, we're going to do that here at Karis. That'll be great. It, I'm a little biased, but I, 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 think, uh, I think it's a powerful film. Oh, it, it is, and that's the reason that I'm promoting it so heavily. I've seen a number of, of films about this, and they're all good. I'm not against them, but uh, Aaron and her husband, uh, it was amazing the way that you made yourself vulnerable. You opened up. You talked about that you were unprepared, that you even might have had accepting transgenderism before it happened to your daughter. And so it wasn't, it didn't come across in a condemning way or anything. It just really gave a good insight. And I think uh, it wouldn't turn anybody off except people that are already just hardened and are determined to push this agenda. But anybody who's open would be touched by this movie. No, I'm so glad to hear that. That was the goal. The goal was just to make something that was different from all the other films. And it's just an intimate look at a normal family. And it's a look at how this issue is so pervasive and how it affects the entire family, not just the child who's going through it. And then, you know, the most important part of the film is how we got her out of it, how we saved her, because this is such a common thing, but we are the exception in that we rescued her from it. Most families are going through it. So. Do you have any idea, like the average person that's exposed to this, how many are saved from it versus get sucked it's into it? It's a very small percentage. And we the, one of the psychologists talks about in, that in the film, once you socially transition a child, just change the name and pronouns, they're almost always likely to go down the physiological change route. And so we've, we've got to prevent it before kids even think it's just a fun thing to change their name and pronouns because there's a dark medicalization. And to think that a child that's 11 or 12 years old has enough wisdom to make a decision that's going to alter their life the rest of their life, that is just irresponsible. Irresponsible. We've, it is. We've got to take our parental rights back, our, our authority in God. These are our families. These are our kids. And I hope that the film will give people the tools necessary to protect their families from what we've gone through. Well, Aaron, thank you for doing this. It's been awesome. I sure appreciate you doing it. And I know you've been blessed by this. You know, we do archive each one of these programs. And so you can share this with other people and tell them to go to truthandliberty.net uh, slash archive and they can see this. I ask you to help promote it and then go to her website also. And let's help distribute this film and get it out because I believe it could be one of the tools that we have to turn this thing around and expose it. So thank you for joining us. God bless you. Thank you for being with us. Tell your husband I'll look forward to meeting him I sometime. Will. That'll be great. <laughs> and remember, we do this every weekday from 3.30 till 5 p.m. Mountain Time. God bless you. Goodbye. Thank you for joining today's Truth and Liberty livecast. You can watch today's and past livecasts in our archives at truthandliberty.net. Our goal is to educate Christians and connect them with resources and organizations to help them impact their sphere of influence. You can help us accomplish this by making a donation at truthandliberty.net slash donate. Join us next time for more Truth and Liberty.